Live and we are live. Dorito. Hello, sir. Hi. We are here. What's up? How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. Just chilling. Excited to do this. Uh, you know, we chatted about this in passing a little bit here and there, and then we've kind of been trying to get back and forth to figure out when we're going to do it. Now we're ready to do it. So and we're uh, sending it. it. And Victoria filled up my jug for me, and life is good. Nice. So, before we jump into your idea, I kind of wanted to give a little bit of context for people who might not have any idea who Dorito is in the BMX world. So, first, I guess, can you give me a little bit of insight on kind of your history as far as, like, the the pro side of BMX goes. So basically, I started competing professionally when I was fifteen. Uh, I started entering contests when people were like, "Are you seriously going to enter pro?" Um, and I was seriously was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm going to." And so I did. And then um, you know, I started to like. Uh, I think the first thing that got me kind of hyped and hooked was I did really well in a contest. Sean Dorton, you know, the legendary Ohio rider. He comes up to me. He's one of the guys I looked up to most. And I was super nervous at a contest. And he was like, you know, he's like, the contest isn't anything about, you know, putting together a good run or like winning. He's like, it's about figuring out what you want to do and doing it. You know, do a couple things you, you think you could do well. And then do a couple things you that you probably can do. And then do something you want to go home with and know that you knocked that off your list. And so for me, that's what contests always were. And then... Um, through that, I started to get invited on trips and got sponsors. Um, I went on Make It To Before, um, made the video of Aspire, um, you know, start, got sponsored by Evolution, got sponsored by Odyssey, got sponsored by a bunch of companies over that time, competed all the way, you know, and do tour and all of that crap basically throughout the list. And uh, all aspects, I've competed in Flatland, Vert, Dirt street you name it never anything really cool in flatland but you know amateur contests in flatland but everything else i competed in pro and i definitely think it's a very important for me to be an all-around bike rider that's something that i always like really prided myself in and getting to film video parts was my favorite thing to do because that's like really like your progression is all about video parts hell yeah and i find myself wondering through this whole backstory i mean didn't you win a couple of these contests too won a few yeah more than which few. ones um so i won the chain contest there's a lot of revolution i won um i made finals in a toronto jam um i got to compete overseas made finals in a couple of those um made a final in a one do tour um so I, I definitely competed a lot. I definitely won at least, you know, probably at least 10 contests. But I won a bunch of best trick contests for a long time. Um, that was like a, a big, a prideful thing of mine because it, it was basically at that point, it wasn't, it wasn't what it is today. It was who can send it the hardest and the most. And I felt like I was pretty uh, qualified for that. Uh, I, inv I invented um, a couple tricks. Um, I think I was the first person. I don't know this one for sure just because... Joe Johnson around the time in in the 80s when he started to do double whip airs, I don't know if he started on, on smaller ramps, but I think I'm the first person to do double whip airs on a mini ramp, uh, something six feet or under. Uh, I think I'm the first person to do a double whip over at box backwards. I Whoa. think I'm the 
first person to do a 360 double whip over spine. I know 100% I'm the first person to 360 double whip a spine. Uh, a couple other tricks here and there, uh, you know, like a bunch of weird rocket tricks and stuff I don't think anybody else has done, but those are the big ones that I think that, um, you know, I, I hang my hat on. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was getting ready to do this just now and writing up the description, I kind of realized, like, holy crap, people still do three double whips over spines today in a contest run. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. a legitimate trick that could help somebody win a contest. Like, X Games is about to happen. I don't, I think the only spine that's in the park course at X Games is a roof. So, no one's going to be three <laughs> double whipping the roof. But, but if there was a spine, someone would probably be doing a three double whip on it. And it was like, damn, when you think about it, like the legacy of what you started by doing that first is still living on like relevant today yeah I, I think that two things that i think i did bring into the contest age which there was people who did these tricks before but i don't know who did them uh very dialed uh i know nolly could do them pretty dialed and that's 720s on the spine mm. and 60 double whips on spines uh, 360 whip to bar spins. I was pretty early in doing those. I think there was only Dave Delward who was doing those at the time before me. Um, so I think the thing I did it, more than anything was kind of bring those tricks to the masses to the point where other people thought they could start doing them. And now, like, it's cool to see runs where people are like, watch. I remember, uh, you know, Jim Gall sent me a thing that he filmed something of Nick Bruce doing kind of a barrel roll double tail up on the spine to Chang it too. And, you know, thinking about like all those years ago, you know, that's like 10 years ago when I was doing those over the spine too. God, I'd, I'd like to say 10 years ago. It's more like 15. I was going to say it might have been more than 10. <laughs> it might have been 20 years ago at this point, you know, because uh, I'm, I'm not going to get in my age. But, yeah, it's about 20 years ago. It's pretty crazy to think about that, though, that there's still even as far as BMX has been pushed. When you look at someone like R. Willie, who's just at the cutting edge of what's even possible in that realm, you still have people in contests doing some of the stuff that you did 20 years ago, which is definitely something to like be proud of, I think. I think it's for, for me, the um, things like the three double on the spine, I felt like I put so much effort into that. And I think the reason why we still see stuff like that today is spine riding, even though there are resi spines nowadays, like they, you really can't, it's not like a safety thing. Like you can't really land very safely on it either way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and back when I was doing them, there wasn't, you know, I didn't learn those on a resi spine. I, I actually stupidly learned those on a six foot coping, coping spine, which I could, uh, (laughs) I could take back and go. And I didn't even learn those on a box. Actually, there's a funny story behind that where I went to a contest at flow and I was like, I'm going to three double with the box here. You know, I was going to do my first one. And there was no box jump. <laughs> and I was like, because everybody at those contests, they would sit on the boxes. Yeah. At the original flow. And I was like, well, I guess I'll try it. On. I was three whipping the spine really high and really well. And I was like, maybe I'll try it on the spine. You know, at that point, I had three whipped spines, you know, like in my sleep. That was an easy trick for me. But double whipping spines, I was doing that. I was like, I'll give it a shot. And I started them on that spine. I ended up knocking myself out on one. Uh, and then, like, the one at Changa that I filmed is probably two months later. And I basically, you know, went up to Jim and was like, you know, I started this on a spine. I want to end this on a spine. So, like, I, I did it on the spine first. So. 
Jesus. And I a box first try after that, and I thought it was ridiculous for not just doing it out of the box first, but that's how. <laughs> and how heavy were the bikes that you were doing this stuff on? 35. Mine was always 35 pounds. I always had four pegs, you know, like they were always steel back then. Uh, you know, I upgraded as the years went on. It's really nice to have a light bike these days, but yeah, I always rode really heavy, burly bikes just because I beat the crap out of things. Uh, you know, thank God for dudes like Jeff Genzin and Paul and stuff. Like, I used to blow up my rims every day, you know, and like come in there and be like, hey, can you, uh, I need another rim built up. I remember when I first started riding for Odyssey, I was like, I was like my first really big sponsor with good parts. And I was like, man, I don't think I want to ask them for the good rims. You know, I'll just, I'll keep riding these hazard lights. But I would blow them out every day. And finally, Jeff looked at me and he's like, dude, do you think it's costing them less money for you to, for you to get 20 hazard lights or one 7KA? You know, like, and so, you know, until I upgraded, I went through a ton of those things. That's pretty funny. It's it's a definite mindset shift when you enter that space and you're like, no, this is kind of the reason why they're helping me out is because I need this and they're helping me get it. And then, yeah. That's yeah, funny. Exactly. <laughs> Too funny. So the idea that you came to me with at the Chenga contest was to like watch some of your old stuff and more or less just talk a little bit about it because we're in a day and age where I think it's even more recognized than ever that like there's more to BMX than just a video part with just riding in it. Like people are more than just a trick machine. And yeah. those videos were so many years ago that there was never really an opportunity to talk about these things unless somebody, for whatever reason, asked for like a magazine interview. And even then, it's totally different because I feel like a magazine written interview would be even more limited than like a 10 minute video even could be. Yes, exactly. So we're here today to watch the videos, the Aspire one and the Evolution one, and kind of just whatever comes up to talk about. And if there's thoughts about tricks or you remember fun backstories behind things. So with that being said, <clears throat> we're not going to be able to listen to the audio, unfortunately, because both of them are going to have copyrighted music. But how do I find which one do you want to do first? Uh, Aspire would probably be the first one. We could just go in order. So is that on YouTube or do I got to find it somewhere else? I think it's on YouTube. Let me look it up. I can look as well. Uh, Jason Derulo. Why is that coming up? I've never seen that. Maybe I new- should add BMX. I remember, uh, I think it's still on... Jason Levy? <laughs> BMX 1000. I think it's on... Unless he took his page down. Who? Let me see. Let me just go straight to YouTube. Because I know it's on YouTube. I know that the Evolution one is out there. I'm going to check my other resources. Well, I look for this one. I'm sorry for the not being fully prepared people i've had a crazy day today (laughs) let's see if i type in on the bmx movie database aspire what comes up was it round one yeah uh round three 
Round three, I see. I think I found it. Yes, I found it. Oh, cool. Can you put it in the chat on here? Yes. And for the people who are just listening to this audio version, you're, you're probably going to have to click over and watch uh, just to see the video that we're talking about at this point. And what I'm going to do for you so that we can watch everything at the same time is I'm going to share my screen to you and then you'll be able to see the same thing I'm seeing. Sweet. All right. So, hey, 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 there it is. All right. So I'm going to bring this over here. People are going to... Share screen, Jason Purse, start sharing, close the chat. Is it working? Can you see it? Or can you yeah. see the black screen? I can see the black screen. Okay, black screen. here we go. Good job. Ohio Legends. Thank you, OG420 Kush God. <laughs> That's his username. Uh, okay, so... Beautiful. Hopefully there's not too much lag or anything here between what you see and whatever. But if you want me to pause it or anything, you want to talk about something, um, we can send it. Yeah. All right. So tattoo, fire. With this idea and I was like, you know, it'd be fun to do this just because it's been such a long time, you know, like th seeing this stuff, even for me, like I don't I don't really watch any of this stuff. So it's like looking through it, kind of going like what video parts and watching like you know seeing an actual like real person kind of talk through his video part i thought might be interesting so yeah so now that this this one's really over 20 years old <laughs> yeah i just realized in order for other people to be able to see this i have to put it on the other screen so i'm gonna you can't see it anymore can you no there now you can i think there Okay, so I think we're set up, and this is really cool that we can do this because I can put you on the screen and the video at the same time. Sweet. All right, so first of all, old what, person, young person. What are we? What is Aspire? Like, what is this whole thing? So Aspire was a video contest actually that was awesome. I would love to see if anybody's listening to this and they have an idea. I would love to see somebody do this idea again. Jim Reinstra, you know, if you've watched Standard Country, watch an old video, he's a phenomenal bike rider. Absolutely love that dude's riding, and he's a great person, too. He put these together. Uh, there'd be cash prizes for pro. Amateur would win prizes and trips, and, like, it was a really cool contest back in the day. Uh, the only thing that was a little bit tough about it is that back then you had to have uh, – you didn't place very well unless you had a very good camera. And, you know, if you don't, you know, don't have much money at that point, you know, cameras at that point, you know, if you're looking, you had to get a BX 2100 or something uh, to do well. So you're talking about $3,000. Not everybody could come up with that. We filmed most of ours on a one chip, which made us score, got our score down a ton. But to me, it was like I was just so happy to be involved in it. And because of that, he actually changed it to where all the all the parts went in the video um because of that and he was like yeah i think everybody deserves to be in the video and he's just a great guy so i'd love to see somebody do something like that again yeah and later on in bmx there was the hunt which was 
a video contest. I don't know how similar they were, but it was a thing where anybody could make a video and enter their section into the hunt. And I feel like a lot of times it was like, lesser-known people, maybe that was a rule that you couldn't be, like, pro or something? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Aspire was whoever whoever could enter could enter. Um, and that was, you know, to me, I think that's... I think a lot of people look at it and go, oh, if you're super pro, you shouldn't be in this contest or whatever. To me, I'm always like, I want to compete against the best even if I'm not the best, you know? And that's going to... If you feel like you're not the best and you're competing with someone above your level, you're only going to get better at riding from it, so... Right, Right, absolutely. I mean, that's 100% what I attribute to everything that I've learned in BMX is just from riding with people like Sponge growing up. Yeah, you get to ride with the best rider in the world. <laughs> just just oh. rode with him a little bit ago. <laughs> but I think that's been a great introduction to Aspire. So there was two before this, two video contests. Aspire around one and three. two. I'm not sure though. I'm not sure. Um, but really this old video of Jason from and it was uploaded in 2006 and it was really old in 2006. Yes, and that's that's Nick DiGiloma's YouTube. I don't even know if he knows that exists anymore. So. That's funny. His Vimeo page has a lot of really old, good old videos on it too. Yeah, so first we open up to a tattoo with people jumping off a cliff into fire. And that's where the video starts. So let's just get right into here. Tattoo intro, dreads. When was the last time you had dreads? God, I was 21, sadly. God, I hate... You know, it's it's so hard to watch the footage of Chang'e 1. Yeah, why? <laughs> it's just the coolest skate park in the world. You know, like you, you just had this amazing skate park with amazing people. And the scene was just so amazing at that time. Yeah. You know? Ohio was Ohio was the place to be in BMX back then. Yeah. So we got Chenga Two Mini Ramp. Oh, oh, lots of lots of hard falls at the beginning. You know, oh like every video part I ever put out. You know, just lots of falling on my head. No kidding! Wow, three in a box backwards. But yeah, this was when I, I was 16 and 17 when we filmed this. Actually, Jim Gall came up to me and was like, dude, you know, I want to film you in a video part. And at the time, he had a brother, or sorry, a cousin, who rode with me. And his cousin was always, like, uh, avoiding him like the plague. And I didn't even know who he was. I didn't know that it was his cousin. Uh -huh. And I'm like, yeah, let's make this video part for Aspire. It'll be super fun. And I was like, all right, dude, let's do it. And that's how Jim and I became really good friends. You know, we're still great friends to today. That's awesome. And so we've had a seven over the box. We had a bar tap oppo bar in. There's a down whip over the hip. 180 bar the pyramid hip. A nasty three table. Sorry for that style people. <laughs> it had to go go on there, you know, like we were we were like, oh, we need all the style tricks too, because of course, why not? But yeah, sorry about that. Trucking, yeah. down whipping. Yeah, this is very, very early. Like this is this part really kind of was the one that helped me get to contests, get to ride in shows, get sponsors. Um, lots of street stuff in this section, which I think is my favorite part about it. 
my ramp riding progressed a ton into the next video, but my street riding, like some of the stuff in here was as good as it gets. Once I started blowing out my knees, I didn't ride street nearly as much. I gotcha. Back rail foofing. God, that Changa bowl. Changa was just so good. Yeah. Weird step up Afro Pat was like, dude, you got a tail with this. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> Where is that? <laughs> That's uh, Camp Corday Trails. Oh, Parma. Yeah, the old Parma Trails. There was like a weird step up, and he was like, you got to tail up this thing for some weird reason, and I'm going to stand over here and dance on it. So I feel like it'd be a disservice if we skipped over talking about the reason that Parma Trails closed down because it's so <laughs> crazy. Yeah, so we all went up there one day, and, you know, we I used to dig there as well. Um, Bobby rode there like crazy. You know, a lot of people were really good riders there, and we had, like, people chop in, like Chris Doyle and, you know, Alan Cook. All these dudes would stop in and ride. It was amazing. And then um, at some point we showed up, and there was a pool of blood uh, in, our, uh, <laughs> in, our, in our drainage ditch, <laughs> And uh, there was a body in there. So, yeah, my first thought was we need to get rid of the body. Um, you know, I guess I, I guess it's been long enough that I can say that today. <laughs> I just got moved the body like a little bit and call it because I know what happens. I know they're never going to like build up the trails again or let the trails exist. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the <laughs> we we didn't do that. Somebody called the cops or something. I don't even know what happened. But once that happened, they shut down the trails. We weren't ever allowed there again. Crazy. Yeah. Like gotta be one of the craziest ends to a set of trails ever yeah okay so we have the whip then we got this gap to manny changa two bar ice on the hitching posts That's... oh there's lots of terrible sketchiness in this part uh all that oppo the... bar that's oppo bar. so my, my regular bar spin is to the left but my opposite manual is to the right. So that's regular, that's opposite bar to regular manual. Then regular bar to oppo manual. Manual, yeah. I gotcha. Changa one. Yeah. Nice, 270 whip. 270 whipping a wedge hip like that. Like, I don't know if I could do that again. There's a shout out to uh, Hollywood, bar spin <laughs> Armstrong. <laughs> Friggin' Hollywood. How crazy is it that Chenga 2 is still like almost the same in <laughs> most of those aspects? What what was that? So I woke up um I was hang I was at my girlfriend's house at the time. It's one of my exes now, obviously. This is 20 years ago. But um I was sleeping in my pajamas and that was it propay? I don't even remember. Somebody was like, "Let's go do that rail that you wanted to do here." And I was like, "All right, cool." And I just got up and did that curb rail oh literally so that's the context shot in that yep. you're wearing your pajamas and you go do that rail at night yeah not that anybody knew that until now <laughs> that is hilarious so okay i'm thinking for the next one we should watch it all the way through and then play it back and do the uh play by play cool so let's just finish watching this one and then we can come back and talk about things. Cool. Yeah, so the pajama pajama rail. Pajama rail is a very important, very important pajama rail. I get it. 
Jeez, that 35-pound bike there. Yeah, it's crazy to think how different double whips look like when you watch somebody like with a bike that like that's a 21 inch top tube. The bike's 35 pounds. Like it looks so different in comparison. Right. Like it just the the whips are so slow. They're long. They're I mean, and and I'm not making fun of anybody. It's you have to have a quicker whip to do what they do today. Oh yeah, and just a lighter bike. I, yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> There's someone else filming that shot. Oh, John Prope hated that that shot because of that. So in the actual one that's in the actual Spire video, he is not in that shot only because he was like, I am not going to be in that shot. I look ridiculous. <laughs> it's but sadly, this one that's online, he's in it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hilarious that the angle of the guy running around in there isn't the one that made it into this video. It's a further back shot. It's just yeah. kind of funny. I, I think it's a, it was something to do with the shot being better, but Propay at the same time was like, I'm not going to be in that shot like that. Yeah. I get it. You know, there's lots of really bad words for some of these places that I'm riding right now that I can't say anymore, and it's kind of funny. <laughs> All right. That is funny. Dang, whipping over the rail. That's sick. Do you think that Chenga 2 was better on the, that old setup with the box oh, jumps and yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, uh, it was just built one way. You know, it was oh, built yeah. one way. You know, like it was built to be like oh, that was bad. Oh, that was so bad. <laughs> if you ever want to feel what your teeth feel like when they hit the front tire, that's that's how. <laughs> it, so. Oh my god! If you wanted to find out whether or not teeth will go through your tire, they they absolutely do. <laughs> teeth, are, teeth are strong. Teeth are very strong. <laughs> I got some some marks in my face still uh, from from my teeth actually going through my face. Jeez. All right, so the spine double whip is the ender there. Now let's jump back here to the midway point and play by play it. Just went back a little bit right before the pajama rail. Pajama rail, incredibly important. I get it. <laughs> get that. So. Now. Whip to manual, gotta love it. Big double whip over Chenga's box, and if you've I never angle, it makes it look way cooler than it is actually. <laughs> I don't, dude. That's a big box. It is a big box. It's it a is. really long box. That's a, that's a, the better word, long box. This box is actually much bigger. This is at scrap. They made it for. Um, Koji Craft at the time to do double flips. It's six foot tall. It's got a twelve foot deck. That was Jeez. the first time I ever rode something that's that that was that big actually at that contest. That's crazy. So I think I just learned double whips right before that too. <laughs> I don't think it was long before that. I think I did just did it on at Changa's box and then went to that contest. Wow. So what's the uh, time span of this video as far as like from the time you started filming it to when you guys finished uh, I'm pretty sure it was 01 to late 02 okay 01 to late 02 that's like, a short period of time for as much as you got done too though yeah I mean we definitely to me it was important to make this part get the street stuff in it get the park stuff in it get as much in it at the time, I wasn't like riding the dirt jumps nearly as well as I wanted to to get really good footage. 
and we kept trying to go back and get footage, but I just was not, you know, not there yet. Yeah. Um, so it was like, you know, I was like 16, 17 this whole time. And it was like, for me, all these tricks in here and why they're so sketchy is there was all, it was all new. Everything was like, like, this is probably my first three whip on Changa two spine. Mm -hmm. I know that's one of my first, like my first, like five double whips. Um, so, you know, most of it's all new. The bar, Bubaka bar, I think that's the first one I ever did. Wild. Back to the <laughs> the Back. rocket whip line with dude running around in the <laughs> It's just kind of funny. That's John Propane, man. He's a legend. Yeah, I love John. He's uh, great. The, it's nothing about the person. It's just the, the it's, shot is funny. Well, he hated it more than I did. <laughs> Too good. Ice grind to bars. Good. And yeah. then I always loved when you would do ice grind stop to whatever, whether it's fakey or to foot jam. I love that. It's tough. It's like those those couple, like especially that ice pick grind to bar spin, mm -hmm. that bar is so quick. That is probably the hardest, um, one of the hardest ice pick grind variations I've ever done, for sure. Like, And I've done, I did one of those on a sub box. It's way scarier, but it's way easier because you got to throw the bars so quick coming back into the ramp like that. That makes sense. I used to grind a foot jam. My my, I remember my heel was actually broken at the time. Oh, at least you so don't need your it, heel it for it. A little bit, and it blows my foot off at that point. Ugh. Hop threes. Yeah, you know you have to have the bunny hop tricks in there. Yeah, hop whip on a thirty pound, thirty five pound bike. I like how you had uh, gap to ice grind both ways in here too. That's sick. Yeah, I used to always, I don't think, like, people who edited my parts really cared for some of the st stuff I did like that. Um, but for me, it was, like, always, I knew, like, if you ride four pegs, you know how hard stuff like that is to learn. So, like, for me, it was always important to be like, oh, this is, this is, I, this is my part about me doing my hardest stuff, not exactly what you think is my hardest stuff. Yeah, totally fair. And, I mean, that's the thing of, like, it's your video at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Hop whipping off the table. That's so we'll almost fall back. <laughs> hey, <laughs> gotta take it sometimes. This whip is pretty nuts, man. Whipping so over a rail. Thinking of it today is way crazier than um, it even looks because of how skinny those rails are. So like you mm -hmm. can't. They're so skinny together that I couldn't, like, gap over it the right way. You had to kind of laterally hop because you can't, you can't like, cut the angle and go 45 over it. Yes. Yeah, so you actually see right here how close my front wheel is to the rail. Oh, yeah. There are a couple of them in the old footage that I actually overtooth the rail with in the middle of a tail whip. <laughs> why didn't you pull that <laughs> come on I, I you know if i would have rode away i would have said i would yeah that's what i was doing and i would have called it a day but uh no that never it never really i never landed it like that <laughs> that's crazy well that just means that somebody today needs to do that yep hop well, over I, rail bunk it i fully believe two tricks are totally possible one is uh that tail whip over tooth on a rail I think that's possible, and I think tail up to crooked grind is easy. I think that that's a very easy trick that nobody – I did it on little flat rails, but I know somebody could do it on a real rail, and it would be amazing. 
I think that could make sense because you would catch your front foot as mm. it's going to hit the rail. And as long as you yep. get your back foot on to prevent it from going too far. Yeah. Yep. Three Changa's box that gives you more perspective how long that box is. Some whip airs, down whip air. Yeah, this is so sick. Bar into it. Which one was opposite? Out of it? That that would be regular, but really at that point it was they all start becoming normal. Yeah. Just you gotta throw one one way to touch the brake and the other way to uh, get off the brake. Yep. And then out. And isn't there like a story behind this of like what is it was it Glenn Johnson or something? Uh, Justin Simpson. No, Glenn did him yeah, after me by a bit. But uh, Glenn was the first person to come up to me and be like, I think I understand why you do them that way with your bars one way. I think I'd do them that way too. And then he started doing them on everything and it was crazy. Yeah, but literally everything. <laughs> Simpson used to be, I mean, he would, we would, he, we would, I think we would drive each other crazy, but in a good way. He would drive me nuts with things because he was just so talented that he'd be like, oh, I want to. I'd be like, oh, check out this bar spin a bubica. He'd be like, dude, check me out. I'm about to do this on this blue subrail over here. Like, <laughs> you, dude, you know? And we would go back and forth on stuff like that. And finally, like, that's when the bar bar bubica bar spin came because I was like, well, do that, man. That's <laughs> funny. And he probably could, honestly. <laughs> he just never did, you know? Like, he probably could have, but he never did. That's pretty hilarious. And for context for people who might not know, who's just saying Simpson, uh, yeah. Justin Simpson, the dude who rode for Mutiny and Odyssey back in the day and would have the opener and banger in every single Mutiny video that he was in. Yeah. Yeah. Legend. Absolute Ohio legend. And I think that's the coolest part about all the, the video parts and filming it and Changa and everything was like my friends at the friend group I grew up with, like, you know, Jordan, Stewart, Justin Simpson, John Quartz, like what, growing up watching Jake Finley, Sean Dorton, Aaron Bostrom, Nate Wessel, you know, like I could go down a list. It would take me a week. But, mm -hmm. you know, these guys were amazing riders, legendary riders that I would get to hang out and ride with all the time. That was amazing. Yeah, dude. Ohio was like a serious place to be in BMX. It was a hub at that point where it's just this is where everybody's coming through because Changa and the Flow are here and Section 8's over in Youngstown. And there's so much. And then Hollywood moves here, you know? Like yeah. that to me was, uh, you know, when I was a little kid watching Hollywood ride, you know? ride like getting to hang out with them like i mean it was changa was the best scene too as long along with the best ramps yeah it's and i mean thinking about it too i was thinking about this i don't remember if i said it on a podcast or not but it's crazy to think that if nate wessel was born five or ten years before or after he was born bmx would look completely different yeah. Like as a whole, BMX as a whole would be completely different, and it's crazy to think about that. Yeah, I it mean, was a huge piece. Him just building. I remember going to Wood. Here's a great example, and it was through Nate that I even went to Woodward. I went to Woodward the first time, 
And, you know, I never got to go as a kid and I always wanted to go and I was like, it'd be awesome to go. Then I'm 18 and already like, you know, kind of established. And then I get to go and hang out with Nate, which was awesome. But I'm riding and he's like, how'd you think? What do you think of it? I'm like, oh, I had a lot of fun. It was cool. He's, I'm like, yeah, but like, you know, I really kind of miss Changa. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, he's like, it just isn't, you know, it, it's nothing really rides like that. And, he, you know, like, it's true. It's like nothing could compare to Changa at that time. Like it was one of the best parks and with the best people, you know, you just can't beat that scene. Yeah. Yeah, we had people literally move here for that the same way that people move to California in Austin today. Yeah, moving to fucking North Ridgeville, Ohio. <laughs> like, like that's, that's crazy to think about today, but it's true. Like, think of our scene at the time. I like I thought about it the other day, and I was blown away. I was like, we had Flo, Flo uh, Section 8, Changa, Changa 2, um, Rays. All, all at the same time, these all existed together, you know, like, and then there was all, like, say, the little parks that were popping up all over the place. Shebang was over there, like, with the seven-foot mini. I mean, it was, it, whatever was in Michigan, which is tons, like, we had, a, we had a scene here, man. It was nuts. Yeah, and, I mean, thinking about the contests of that era, too, it's just you go to a Changa contest or a, a Dirty East contest, and... All of the people who are like somebody in BMX are there today. You don't you don't even have that today because of how widespread everyone is and how many people there are in BMX. I just I feel like it's it's a really special time for sure. Yeah. Now, I paused it on a really gnarly crash. <laughs> Let's go back. Let's watch it again. Oh, God. That is rough. But you have had some of the gnarliest crashes ever. Yeah. So, <laughs> tell, take me back to this day. Take me back to this moment. I mean, this, I would imagine if I could have, hear audio on this, the crowd just went nuts. I mean, I, I just remember the... I don't know. For me, that was the first time I really had like willingness to do whatever I could do to do what I wanted to do. Um, you know, before I would do, yeah, I'd, I could do some big stuff or try, but like this was the first time I really kind of stepped to that. At this point, I never had really like won a pro contest or did much. I, I won. This was the first contest I won. Um, and it was just for me, like, and it's funny because nowadays, like, using contest footage would be, like, ridiculous in a, in a video part. But back then, it was normal. And, you know, for me, I just remember the wanting to be good at riding was, like, starting to outweigh what my body was even capable of. Mm. I mean, I remember, like, that whole summer of filming this, these, these tricks and these parts is, like, my legs being, my, my being in a bathtub full of ice every day. Um, this contest, I didn't ride for a month before the contest. I had a broken heel. I would try to film little things like that ice pick grind of bar spin, that ice pick grind of foot jam. Like I could film little things, but I, my heel was actually fractured. So, you know, before the contest, I remember every day I would just sit around and be, I mean, back then it was like Napster. <laughs> it was like on Napster, like icing my heel. You know, Napster is like the thing where you could download music. And I would just download music and ice my heel all day long and do like sit-ups and hope that I could ride the contest. And finally, like, I went with uh, Opie, which is Mike Chawicki, uh, Jordan, 
and we went out there and rode and it was it was just awesome it was the first time i ever got to ride uh scrap and you know just getting there and just the people and like man it, it was super fun and and for me like it was like i really knew that i wanted to ride the i guess the good point that you brought up that i didn't think of to bring up is i ruptured my spleen like right before all this right before this whole video part um and when i almost died like people don't know the actual story beside that besides my big scar um but i was riding at parma skate park and i was well, i just aired a quarter pipe and went to ride up a ramp and i and you know i just ruptured my spleen i wasn't doing anything i literally was riding up a three-foot quarter <laughs> and i just plowed into it ruptured my spleen um and then i was in the hospital you know bobby d at the time took me to the hospital like and i told the doctor i was like hey i ruptured my spleen i had just read ride of my life by matt hoffman he talks about rupturing his spleen and his and his collarbone hurting and his stomach being hard and i was like oh i ruptured my spleen they were like your doctors don't like being told shit like that they were like no you didn't rupture your spleen you're fine go back to your bed we'll figure out what's wrong with you and they let me sit there for hours and i was bleeding out and so anyways he finally comes at the x games around this is in the summer and then and, and he's trying to get me to get to my room at this point so they can life flight me and i'm like no i'm fine i'm i'm good i was dying and i didn't like all those endorphins were taking over and i was like i'm good leave me alone like i'm fine anyways they start like they shoving needles into every single part of my body to try to get me into you know this life flight so i make it because i was bleeding out so much and then, like, the doctors told me and, and my parents at the time, like, hey, you know, you, you we don't know if you're going to live or die through this at the moment. You know, like, this is very critical. You know, we don't want to make any promises. Mm -hmm. And that's why my scar is all the way from my sternum all the way pretty much to my, you know, my waist. Uh, because they had to scrape my insides, the blood from the inside. But anyways, the main thing I got from that was when I woke up was like, well... You know, like, that's the worst it could get, you know, like, there's nothing that could really be worse than that. So, you know, and then I, I, my will to ride was so large at the time. And then Jim, you know, contacts me at the same time and goes, hey, let's film this video part. So I was like, ready and willing to put everything I could into something at the same time, you know, being like, just getting over that injury. So it was really cool. It's a really cool time in my life. Dang. Who'd have thought you'd say, really cool and I almost died in like, in like the same two minutes. Well, it's the thing that made me want to ride to the level I did. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I had the talent. I don't think I had the uh, I wasn't like mentally tough enough to to go as far as I wanted to with riding. And I think I would have stopped shortly after that if that didn't happen. So for me, I really and not that I ever thought about stopping riding. I always loved riding more than anything in the world, but. I really was at the point where I was like, I'm willing to die to do that trick. You know, <laughs> like, like yeah. I wanted to do something. I'm willing to understand the consequences and do it. Whereas before, it's like I understood that there was a possibility of getting hurt, but I'm never going to think that in my head and understand that I could. There's just a difference. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, the, you're not the only example of that either. I remember Josh Perry. Mm -hmm. whenever he had his whole situation i don't i, I don't want to be wrong but i think it was like a brain thing something to do with his head and yep. he was just all out doing the craziest stuff anybody had seen at that point in time right is either before or after it 
Yep, and Perry, you know, I got to I got to do shows with Perry, you know, and like thinking about and it you know, you could ask anybody that those things happen to you it changes you and if it if it if it, if it, it either kills you or makes you better. And so you just got to take one or the other. And if you decide it's going to make you better, it's going to make you better. And if it's going to make you scared, like then you're going to decide it makes you scared. But for me, it was the biggest wake up call of my life. You literally decided that what didn't kill you is going to make you stronger. Yeah. That's crazy. So that being said, double whip over the scrap spine. Pulled and that it. terrible spine to do that on. That was like the smallest, crappiest spine to do that on ever. Really? But, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why it's a launch ramp, you know. Like I, I, there was there wasn't any airtime. I think it was only, it it had to be mellow. It was mellowish. Either it was four foot tall or it was mellow as shit. I'm well, not sure. comparing to the dude standing beside it, it looks like it might be five. Yeah. And it, it's gotta it just be mellow. mellow. Yeah, it looks real mellow. I remember it just being mellow. It was fun. It wasn't a bad spine, but for a double whip on it. You got to think like nowadays it's like like the Changa two spine is the bottom of the line that you'd want to go to do tricks like that on a spine, and you know nowadays the spines at those contests they're like six feet tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally makes sense, and you can just tell by the fact that I'm gonna pause it right when your front tire contacts the ground. Back tire is almost at the metal. Front tire hits like. Yep. <laughs> a foot and a half past the metal. So, yeah. So you went on this. Did this win you the contest then? I think that either it won the contest or best trick. One, one of those. I'm not sure. I think it. I thought it was either I placed high in the contest and won best trick or I won the contest. I'm not sure. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that is. A long time ago at this point. So. Winning something. Looking back. This isn't even like as good as it gets. There's another video. The button, the next video is much better. You know, like I, I really think. Um, I don't know if that's on YouTube. I know it's on um, uh, Vimeo. Okay. Well, I'm gonna just go ahead and find this not on our screen. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've watched this one before, but I don't think I ever watched the the one that you or that we just watched. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of why I said, you know, we could go through both of them just because I don't know if many people have seen that one ever. Yeah. Uh, like back in the day, yes, but nowadays I'm not sure. Right. Where's Vimeo's search? <laughs> Good luck searching on Vimeo. I found it Vimeo. posted on uh bmx union but it's not the there. there gotta go through vimeo i'll find it we'll find it yeah. i just found it okay. god you're the bomb let me oh my goodness vimeo search is actually doing something Did it, is it actually finding it 0405. Yep, that's it. It doesn't say anything about evolution, does it? I don't think so. Because right. at that time, part, part of that story is uh, evolution kind of really screwed me over at a certain point. So yeah. I probably didn't want videos. That. 
hearing that story. Because they ended up using some of the clips in um, Pusher, but that was it. Yeah, not... I mean, if you wanted to tell that story, we can. It's up to you. Yeah, I don't care about anything anymore. Um, you know, nothing to nothing to worry about these days. But, um, yeah, so basically, I Troy McMurray was my idol growing up. You know, I'm not trying to badmouth the guy. I'm sure he was going through his own shit at the time. But this is something to look out for. You know, if you are a kid riding BMX bikes and you find a big sponsor, this is something that could happen. So, you know, l learn from this story if you'd like. But he wanted me to come to a do tour that was in Denver, Colorado. I love Denver, Colorado, so of course I I was said absolutely, and you know he was gonna pick me up, let me drive around his Paula. You know he'd call me every day and talk to me about it. Anyways, I fly in. He was he owed me money for my trip, and he said he was gonna give me money once I flew in. He disappears as I show up to the airport. Um, I have to sh I have to call one of the team managers to come get me, but he doesn't have any of the money for me or anything, so. I end up staying at his house, luckily. He's a good friend of mine. He's, he's actually the guy who put this online, Tony. Uh, great guy, but Troy just disappeared the whole time, so I had the, you know, out of my pocket, all that money came. Um, so it was just kind of very, very odd, and then he just would, he did, then sadly, he did it the next year. <laughs> so it was like, I didn't learn my lesson the first time, so the next year it happened again, so... You know, there's other things in there, but, you know, I'll leave those out of there. And I know Troy was going through his own shit at the time. And, you know, I went through my own shit in my life, too. So just at this point, I hope he's doing well. And I really, none of it, it's all water on the bridge at this point. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So before I mute this, I want to play the beginning because the beginning's funny. <laughs> Jason, I'm probably riding, jamming in the house. We're dead. Bye. <laughs> oh, I love that. That was my voicemail for God knows how long. That's <laughs> too funny. So let's get right on into it. We're gonna. It, I guess we uh, could watch through the whole thing and then come back. Can you make it full screen? If I make it full screen, they won't be able to see you anymore. Oh, okay. Never mind, just Unfortunately. kidding. Vimeo's player changes things. Vimeo sucks. <laughs> picture in picture? Why? What's the point of that? Okay, <laughs> anyway. We'll play through. Trying to 900 a spine. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, I wish that was that. <laughs> yeah. It was funny, though. I did try to 900 a spine a couple times, and it didn't work at all. So just, you know. In case anybody wants to try that, go ahead, but it doesn't feel very good. So yeah. basically here I, I just kind of, I seven the spine, I hit my head off my handlebars, and I don't really know what's going on right now. I'm pretty dazed. Um, and then I look up and Jim sees my eye is cut wide open. <laughs> yeah. That's what all that blood is from. Your eyes bleed a lot, by the way. Um, and I remember looking at Jim being like, I'm going to go try that again. And Jim was like, I'm going to go home. I'm not filming you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, there is a huge contrast when you look and when you look at these videos back to back and seeing your progression. It's pretty sick. Yeah, I think that to me it was there was a year in between where like all I did, all I mean, all I did was ride and 
the tricks that I was doing in the previous video, like I was doing it at shows, at contests, uh, you know, wherever all the time. So it helped them get a lot, uh, a lot cleaner. But there's still some great falls in here too. <laughs> oh my gosh! It just never, it never, it always hits like that. Yeah. God, your bike always chases you down, too. I know, dude. I don't know what the hell my bike is doing, but it's not very nice. That's a double whip drop-in. I end up just landing sitting on my peg. Like, luckily, it didn't go up my ass. That would have been terrible. Uh, <sighs> Legendary oh. gap right there. I hit, the, I hit the ceiling on that one. But this is when I feel like my riding kind of hit two different levels, where it was like I figured out how to actually land in the damn transition. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and like I was having just as much fun, like flowing and being smooth as I was learning tricks. So it was just the funnest time for me in my riding. Yeah. I mean, you can you can just see the improvement and you getting better. Yeah. And there's certain things like, you know, there there's certain things in every video part that you're like, I don't I, you know, I haven't done that before or in another video part. Yeah. Um like certain things like the um, the tail up over the rail like i never tailed over another rail um to me it's things you knock off the list um here like i'm actually hitting big jumps i'm actually riding vert i'm riding everything really well so you know, it's a very different time in my riding yeah and i got to ride with so many different people at that point too you know like learning learn it that's the thing that it's really fun about riding is like when you go on trips you get to ride with this dude who rides vert or this dude who rides nothing but dirt or this dude who's like blasting stuff and like you take a little bit from everybody yeah it's you're definitely a product of your environment when it comes to style and things that you pick up in bmx yes and you had, uh, you know, going, the more I wanted to ride in those big contests, the more I'm, like, trying to land things clean and land smooth because, you know, you have to, you know, that's the thing about big contests. you got to land the trick and do the next trick and so on and so forth. And at that this point, I was competing in dirt contests. I was competing in vert contests. Uh, I was competing in park contests. So, you know, everything had to be a lot more dialed. Barbubica bars were dialed at that point. What did you even do? do right <laughs> that darkness a whip to ice or, or or whip to tail tap on a weird wedge but it came out super dark it's some reason it was light in recording and once the video was done it wasn't oh, okay you don't have that god the alley-oops over that channel that was so that was like the funnest thing to do in the world if i'm ever having like a bad day i can kind of envision alley-ooping that channel yeah <laughs> That's awesome. Shoo. Getting crazy. Like, this video still holds up today. With the crazy stuff that's in it. Double whipping a box backwards. With a 35-pound bike. <laughs> Boom. Three double whip. Yeah, it's like... I remember, like, uh, everybody was like, why did you throw your bike at the end? It's like, oh, you know, at this at that point, I think it's, like, a weird, like, it's an emotion thing that you have, like, when you're riding. Only people who've landed, like, something they've never landed before or has never been done before or something that they're so stoked on just know the feeling, like, you're just done. Like, like there's there's nothing better that could happen in that day and you're just done. And that's yeah. very, very hard to get that feeling as a bike rider. Oh, yeah. 
gnarly crashes at the beginning of this, man. Just insane. Cut open forehead. Well, that's my that's my actual eye. Or eye. <laughs> yeah. Drums. When's the last time you played the drums? I got some in my basement. That's awesome. I used to have that Odyssey shirt. No idea where it's at now. And a lot of sleepless Odyssey shirts for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Four Misfit shirts at one time. Crooked Rail. Crooked Grind on a Rail in 2004 and 5. That's pretty sick. Nice turn down to fakie. Your turn down is clicked this time. Yeah, now now the turndowns actually look good. The three tapes look that good. Cool. That took a long time. Hey, that trick does take a long time. Truck yeah. to fakie. I love this is sick because that's like a far gap and just a tail whip over it. Your it's tail whips ledge too. Yeah. That's that's the thing that I always wanted to do that for is because that's like a super skinny ledge. It's pretty scary. Yeah, your tail whips just look good too at that time. This is like more impressive than I feel like just watching it gives off. Yeah, it was some crap was sitting over there and like I think it was Jordan was like one idiot, you know, and I was like, all right, cool, you know, like and then it was it was it's more impressive than it looks for sure, but you know, it's one of those things that I don't know if it should have been in the part, but I was happy it's in there. It's good. And for people who might not recognize this is where the foam pit in Changa 2 is, and the resi is right there, the little box beside it. Yeah. I just, for me, I've always, I remember uh, Gans, he always said something that I think was important about, like, little tricks like that, and he said, like, I always put something either in my my runs or my video parts that uh, some kid at home could do. Oh, that's a cool thought. You know, so I've always, like, kind of thought about maybe something always in my parts like that. Yeah, that's a cool thought. So, now we got whip to ice on a hitching post. That is crazy. It's easier than it looks. It's one of those tricks, if you can do tail to tail taps, you could do whip to ice picks. But not many people do whip to ice picks. Yeah. That's just a rare trick, man. That's like leap of faith yeah (laughs) spot's still there is that spot still there at least i think yeah i think it is that's cleveland right yep yeah right across the street from the police station freaking detour double whip to oh that was a trip that that was a triple and i kicked my wheel right at the coping right at the beginning of it oh so my bike just went crazy, and eh, it's the worst. You start to, like, go over the front of the bike, and, like, you're, you're front flipping over the front of the bike as the bike's falling. It's it's a miserable feeling. And you fell really far before getting bashed. That's another thing. I, that's another thing we could talk about. I actually broke <laughs> – I cracked all of my ribs on one side on that fall. Oh. And I went to the hospital in Denver with Tony – and they came up to me and were like, we need to get you away from this guy. This guy's hurting you. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so he actually had this on film 
And so I was like, Tony, you got to send the, show them the film. They think you're like beating me or something. <laughs> <laughs> and so like then because they were like, you know, I don't know how somebody could break or crack all of their ribs, you know, so. Mm. Maybe just falling 15 feet from the sky. Yeah. Well, once they saw it, they were like, oh, no shit. <laughs> we get it now. <laughs> yeah. 720 crash. Man, you just did not seem to crash gracefully. Oh, dude, I have no na- no ability to just walk out of things. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, you're literally Clearly. knocked out right there. <laughs> and then your bike is just like, get out of here. <laughs> you like to hit me. You know, I, I flares were always very tough for me. They're a trick I've only done a few of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the footage comes out like that. <laughs> Did you ever pull this hop double whip? I did hop double whip um, off that ledge downtown. I never did it right there, though. Gotcha. There is footage that I have on the mini DV somewhere of the hop double whip, but that spot was probably the dumbest one to try to do it off of. Fair. Ceiling taking you out. Yeah, I that was the one I tried to 360 off of, and I just ran straight into the ceiling. I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, that's... That's the thing. There was one thing I got to pay attention to in here. Nice Superman seat grab. Three in the box backwards. Big three can. So you're evolving. That's Troy McMurray tricks. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up. Gotta go back here. That is a really good one-footed tabletop. Oh, dude, that spot was so, that hip was so good. Like, I mean, that part, I mean, that park is still great. You know, there's so many lines there, so many things there. See, even things that people haven't done yet. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Foot jamming the hitching post. Is that spot still there? That is in New York somewhere. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Down whip disaster. Good trick. This is sick. Rocket ice all the way till you stop to hop back and then going to fakie. That's so rad. That's actually probably one of the hardest tricks I've ever done. That is, is it, it, you know, it's one of those that's like, it's so weird and different that like nobody's like very few people, people like you would pay attention to it or like sponge, but like very few people would pay attention to that one. But that's a, one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a good one. Where's, which trails are these? That's Corday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Progressing there, too. Massive tail whip. Yeah. At that point, it was like, you know, you start... Because think the thing of, like, riding real downhill trails, like, nothing's like it. It's the best feeling in the world, but you got to really put some time in. You got to build. You got to work. You got to fucking take your time on it. And once that happens, it's it's cool. It's a lot of fun. Nice bowl line. Back rail. That until it's a similar bowl line to Aspire, and I didn't realize that until we put it in there. Except for the bowl corner airs, air is uh, only in this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I feel like the foof was better here. Yeah. But everything's a little, a lot cleaner in this one. Like this was like this was my favorite video part of all of them. Seven. The seven was great. Yeah, at that point, I could seven with my eyes closed. I literally would drop in at Changa, Changa 2, and I would air that seven for quarter. 
I would three the box backwards and do that seven forwards, and I would do that my first run of the day, every day. Damn. Let's see. Ice grind, hop up to manual, very difficult. That yep. whip was super high. I love no that bitch. you... Go ahead. <laughs> I said no bitch crank in it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you... Uh, rocket ice grinded stayed in it then rocket whipped to tap that was another one that was incredibly hard just because of the pump like trying to pump that hard to get up and down something like mm. when you're in rocket it's it's so hard makes sense <laughs> this is the one truck to x truck to x did your bars move when you landed no oh you I just rode your bars like that yeah, I rode my bars like well. Actually, if you watch this video or the other video, my bars are all over the place. Mm. I never really had a spot where they went, and I would I would jack them up all the time. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I am so crazy about my bar positioning that like I will spend twenty minutes just trying to fix it. Every bike rider is. Yeah, <laughs> straight dubs to miss the grip. To, yeah holy crap <laughs> i used to do that trick a little bit um you know there was probably like four years where i would do those double bars in, in mini ramp airs but like i would always catch one handed like that i don't know who trucks were easier like this one the th this is a three double truck yeah that's much easier for me that always felt a lot better than just straight double bar air yeah well it looks it looks good catching it Got it, got it, got it. Had to throw him, man. We were riding with Hollywood all the time. Sai! You know, throwing the, the double. Dude, yeah. the stories with Hollywood and, uh, was his Yo, name? You gonna do a double truck? You fucking pussy. <laughs> Every day. Or where they just go up and just huck it and let it go and then catch it at the last possible second. God, dude, he was so crazy with that stuff. Yeah. So another bar bubica bar back. Yep. That one was, I feel like, just as clean as the first one, but... The rollout's a little better in this one, but that's it. Yeah. It's the same. God, I can't tell anything about that next clip that's dark. It's so bad at this point. It's, you know, you're not going to see it on Vimeo. It's like a tail-to-tail -tail tap on a weird oh, street. Oh, yeah, you can kind of see it. It's a bank. Whip up to... Or grind up to bar. That's good. Three one-handed tape. At Big Happies, yeah. That's awesome. That alley-oop. Oh, that's the alley-oop you're talking about. Yeah, that's a, that was the funnest alley-oop ever, man. There's just nothing like that in the world. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah, from a taller ramp to a shorter ramp. Yeah, it, there's nothing like that feeling in the world, man. That's a really cool transfer. All the Django was so fun. They look like fun. This is a cool line I liked a lot. I like those abubakas on walls, like big walls. Psycho used to do those. He was like my inspiration to kind of do those on big walls, man. So that that was a fun one. That down whip is gnarly. Like that's Dude, that's, that's probably so like the nuts. I did at Jenga. Like the, between the wall ride and that downside whip, like those were the gnarliest things I ever did. Is this the one that was in the magazine? Yes, that's what I thought. This so. <laughs> That one, that one's in a magazine, and then um, the wall rides in Ride BMX. I don't remember what magazine the downside whips in. I thought I remembered that one. So good. Fabulous took the picture of of the of both of these actually, but uh, so what's not, not the one that made it in Ride? So what's the deal with 
fading right here from one to another? I have no idea, actually. Oh, it was the lighting. It was something to do with the lighting because it was something to do with the contest. I think I ended up doing it in the contest, and maybe there was something where it changed. I'm not sure. Okay. Something Either to do way, with you landed it. Yeah. Hop whip off of a sub that, when you ride it, feels way bigger than it looks on camera. Yeah, that. That was a good hop, hop whip in. It was one of those things that like wasn't. After a while, it's not nearly as scary. It's mm. a good one, man. And then the seven. What's wrong with the one on that wall ride? I ran into a camera person. Oh. I think the clip is actually in props, the full clip of that. But I ran into a camera person, so I think we ended up switching something for some reason. Gotcha. Hop whip into that vert wall. Not to mention the editing on this part is me, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had a buddy who actually didn't know how to edit, and so I ended up doing most of the editing on this, which is weird because i don't do any of that <laughs> not <laughs> very gotcha. good what park is this that's vans modern okay when it was a vans double whip air man blast in that seven foot to double whip that box backwards it's so nuts and then the claim of all claims the three dubs on the spine so wild, man. So wild. Was wasn't this a thing of like as a process? Did you say that it was like you didn't get it the first time you were trying it? Oh, dude, it was such a process that that seven. Ugh, I'm actually like sweating thinking about. It. That's crazy. <laughs> um, the process of the seven on the spine, the uh, three double whip. So the seven was there. It was always there, but I fell on it like four different occasions. Like yeah. the time I take my face out, you know, like I, I, that's my eye. Um, I knocked myself out another time. Something else happened another time. I can't even remember. Um, before, this is all before I landed it. And then the three double whip, like, but both of them I think were in the same day. Yeah, they were. Um, I seven the spine and then I was like, okay, I want to, I want to three double whip it. Basically that's how I always work. Like if I can like get myself psyched up on doing something, I'll do something else. Yeah. Um, so I seven it, landed it. And then I remember like being like, okay, I'm going to try to three double. So the three double, like I said earlier, started on the six foot spine of flow. Um, it's the original flow. Uh, and I just would send it over and over again. And like, until I literally, like, I remember there was the content, my run in the contest was over and I just kept trying it over and over again. Uh, finally I ended up going, uh, knocking myself out and that's how that ended. Jeez. I came back to Changa and I was like, all right, after I seven the spine, I was like, I want to three double with the spine. I think I could do it. Um, you know, and I just kept trying it and trying it and trying it and trying it. But that was all in one day that, that one was landed in one day. But yeah, that was a, it was, they were all a process, <laughs> a lot of bad falls. Sevening a spine is like a gnarly feeling, you know, like, especially back then, because for me, I think the big thing back then was I didn't have somebody I could like be like, Hey, how do you do that? How does that work? You right. know, like there or, or even seeing like footage of things, you know, like 
And that's a really cool thing about bike riding is that there's always something progression wise that hasn't been done. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's always something out there that is going to be unique and hard that you're not going to be able to call anybody to learn about. And you just got to send sometimes. So like you have to have, like we would call it, <laughs> it's funny when we, I would, I would talk about this with like certain riders saying if, in my head, if I thought they were really good or not, I'd be like, yeah, this person's really good, all the skills in the world, but they don't have an overdrive button. And I think sometimes like things like that three double whip, things like whipping over a rail, like things like that is like, it's that overdrive button. And it's the same, like, I mean, I, it sounds morbid to almost say this, but it's like the same kind of uh, um, motivation that you have, like for a person that might want to like jump off a building one day is almost the same motivation you can have for that overdrive button sometimes. In my head, I was always a very depressed kid. I didn't have any place to put that, so I put it into riding. And so the same like motivation that I had there became that what I would call an overdrive button. And that ends up in, you know, these video parts with these crazy slams. But if there was all the slams with nothing at the end of it, that'd be one thing. But I, I landed most of the things I wanted to. Yeah, man, it's, it's definitely like something to be proud of and in an era of BMX too. It was like that fits the time period. I feel like there's less people who have that like the overdrive button today goes into like, all right, we're going to add another spin into a grind to a thing. Not yeah. as much of like, all right, we're going to freaking add another tail whip to this 360 over the spine that no one's ever done before. And I think it's, it's just a, <clears throat> I think there are plenty of people who have it, but I think that for me, riding was such a, it was an art form for me and especially it seemed like more of that for most of us back then like if you if you were the tail of guy you probably didn't want it. the next and you know vice versa like everybody kind of was was different did different tricks had different motivations and you know riding could be that thing where you put like your depression or whatever into and then riding also could be where you put your happiness into you know, I can think of, you know, riding, there was a contest, uh, Jomo Pro, you know, I think that was still going on for a long time. But when the con when the first came around, I can remember like riding in a very like fun way and like almost riding differently because my life at that point, I felt happier, you know, mm -hmm. like and it, my, my riding always would shift to whatever was kind of going on with my life. And at that point it was, my life was kind of like send it and die. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, yeah. and it was, it was just a different world, but you know, through like pain comes things that, you know, you really want to do. And if you can, you know, for me, that was where my happiness was, was in doing these crazy things, you know, that I wanted to do at that time. Nobody rides for free, right? <laughs> Nobody rides for free. No. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. I don't know. I think this is really cool. And just going through the old videos and hearing backstory behind things and learning more about the process of it is like, I don't know. It was fun. I, I wanted to do it. You know, I saw a couple of people like doing it in different sports and I was like, you know, it'd be fun to do that in BMX. And I was more thinking of like watching others doing it. And then I was like, well, I guess it'd be fun for me and you to kind of go through some of these old parts you know, and I hope to see somebody else, you know, from, you know, 20 years ago, go through some of their stuff, too, because there's lots of really 
cool video parts that you know kids these days probably haven't seen or heard of or heard from the rider yep a hundred percent man so yeah on that note thanks <laughs> thanks for having me on man this was a lot of fun thanks for doing this idea with me yeah dude so everybody get out there find your overdrive button and i would tell you to follow dorito on instagram but he told me he deleted it so there's no point and <laughs> yeah. it's there but I, I just don't use it but you know i am i am uh, i mean my new life in finance if you want to be bored is on twitter uh, you know, so, so if you Twitter. want to be bored, you can find me on there and see nothing of bike riding. But you know, I hope this is something that you, you can leave behind, and hopefully, you get something out of it. And one last thing I failed to mention earlier is that Dorito was one of the original people that I did a podcast with back when I was recording them with a camera and then uploading them. So that is another thing people could go and watch if they want to hear more stuff. So on that note, have a good night, everyone. All right.